of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning.
I think I better pray that prayer again. It won't work, devil. I bind and rebuke, as I said earlier. All hindrance spirits and the spirits of forces. I bind you in chains and fetters of iron this morning. Covered with the sprinkled and applied blood of Jesus. Father God, you are our Lord and Savior. And by the power and the authority of your own Holy Spirit, I renounce and destroy this morning all hindering spirits and the spirits of forces that have been set charge against any one under the sound of my voice and all believers. I terminate, destroy, and cancel any and all assignments of hindering spirits and forces that have been spoken, written, or invoked through any source of divination, necromancy, or the spoken words, and I break the power of the spirit of sabotage. Lord God, I render double to any living, live human spirit trying to operate through sabotage this morning. So let it return unto them as they try to ministrate in sabotage. So I break that spirit, destroy it, rebuke, shatter, loose myself and the Ted line, including our family members and family line, all the way back to the Tower of Babel, all the way back to Adam. I break your power in Jesus' name. I thank you this morning, Father God, that we will not be bound by any hindering spirits or any sabotage from any evil human spirits. In the name of Jesus, I loose the liberty of God's Holy Spirit over the airways this morning. I loose the liberty and the goodness of God over the airways this morning. In the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, um, I have a message. It's a, it's a continuation of, where, of yesterday. And um, I am just so impressed. I am. I don't know about you. Go! Get off this line. In the name of Jesus. Somebody, you got a problem. And it's with your shoulder, right? It's right, um, gosh. It's uh, on the right side of your body, up by your shoulder bone, and it's pretty bad, pretty painful. 
Now, you're a believer, and I'm a believer, so you should be able to get rid of that. And you should be able to get rid of it right now. If you could hear me, if you could hear me, that pain is leaving your right shoulder, the back of your head, kind of by your, it's right in that shoulder, but it's in the back. Go! Get out. Lose your stronghold. Lose your stronghold. Come off the right arm and the right shoulder. In the name of Jesus, get off this line. I destroy the power of the spirit of pain. I'm talking to the spirit, not talking to a person. Spirit of pain, the Lord God rebuke you this morning. Go off that right side of the body. It's witchcraft pain. Go. The Lord God rebuke you. And if you own here with that and try to put it on this line, then in the name of Jesus, you're going to suffer the re- recompense for this. So I'm letting you know right now, I'm not playing. As you love cursing, so let it return unto you. If that was your purpose. If you're on this line because you've been hit, you're on here and you've been hit pretty bad. But you feel it now it's starting to feel warm. That's the Holy Spirit. Somebody hit you with witchcraft pain. Now, I don't know if they hit you yesterday. Or I don't know if they hit you last night. But you're not, uh, you lack the ability to bring any form of sabotage on this headline. You don't have that kind of power. So I'm telling you. But if you're on here because you got hit, I renounce and rebuke it. And I command it to get off of the right side of your body. Right now, go. That's just confirmation to me this morning, brothers and sisters, because um, I have a teaching that I developed as a missionary. Oh, man, I developed this teaching about 25 years ago. And I developed it when I needed to take... um, Missionary. I mean, when I'm in, when I'm in a missional, I don't I don't know if you I know you understand this. So, when God sends me out as a missionary to another country, I know I'm going into that country and I'm handicapped. I know that it's going to take God and only God to get me through that mission assignment. I also know that the assignments that I used to have would be in um, indigenous and remote areas where um, I'm coming in behind maybe Catholic missionaries or or, um, uh, Mormon missionaries. So I, I knew every time I would go on the assignment that I was going to have to teach the people about Jesus. I was going to have to teach the people the benefits of Jesus. 
And I also knew I was going to have to teach the people how to receive from Jesus. And I was going to have to uh, make sure that people were healed. Because up in the mountainous areas of Honduras and um, sometimes that was my main assignment, Honduras. And sometimes I would go over in Nicaragua. Sometimes I would go back up to um, Belize. But wherever, wherever I, I knew that wherever God was sending me, who is this? This is not about anybody. This is about, you know what, I hate that poor me victim spirit. I just don't like it. I'm talking to witches. That is not you, Laura. I, I, I rebuke that spirit right now. When I'm talking, do you know I might be talking to somebody on the second shift? I might be talking to somebody that comes on the night shift. But God is letting me know I've got to deal with it so that whenever they're on here, whoever they are, can receive it. You're going to have to develop some tougher skin. Also, post this in the chat room about eight people. God only reveals to heal. God ain't rebuking nobody. He ain't chastising nobody. God is revealing what is there of the enemy so that you could be free from it and be healed. Didn't I say, Renee, I've got something to tell you? Now, I could have asked Renee to dial into the blog talk, and I could have said, Renee, this teaching that I'm getting ready to do is inspired by you talking to God last night in your prayer life and God telling me that that he wants me to give this message today and to go back and dig up that teaching I used to do uh, as a missionary when I needed to get people that didn't even know God to God and be be able and, and for them to be able to receive healing from God. You got to stop it. You got to stop it. You got to learn, you got to know God well enough to know that God ain't saying nothing negative to you, that God ain't saying nothing that's gonna hurt you, that God ain't saying nothing that's going to bring you anything bad because God is good and God is eternally good and God is going to be good past eternity, present eternity, and God is good eternally. And he only reveals to heal. He does not reveal. Some of you, I think you've been... um, Abused and hurt. But God reveals to heal. And he was telling me, I want you to go back and I want you to 
uh, do, uh, if you do it, he was telling me, if you do the module, I'm going to speed it up. That's where I was going to. But I got to find the module. I know I got it somewhere that God gave me to help people. And if it helped them when I was on the mission field, it works. It works. And I had forgotten all about it. So when Renee was praying, God said, as a matter of fact, I couldn't find your number last night, or I would have called you last night, because it was only around, um, I don't know, no, you live in the same time zone I do, so it would have been around um, 11, 11.15, something like that, when God told me um, to tell you that you, your prayer he, he, he heard your prayer and inspired me to teach this, what I'm getting ready to teach, and to dig up that old teaching. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I didn't know, so I didn't call. And to dig up that old teaching, because I have some old teaching um, about Jesus that I, use, um, I, I used to use as a missionary to get people healed and to get people um, to come into the healing anointing. That's what I'm trying to say. So, no, see, 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 Laura, this was uh, about Renee. And see how you took that? It's a trick. Tell the devil he, he, he's got to stop tricking you. All of you. All of you. The devil gonna try that, but you got to learn how to back him up and stop him. Because you you're gonna hear in this teaching here, you don't have time anymore for his shenanigans. You don't have time. Hey, uh, Nancy, just type in the chat room. How does it feel to be back on your new job? I mean, old job, new job. <laughs> your new job, which was your old job. That's what I'm trying to say. Brothers and sisters, you got to stop. And you got to ask God, like, okay, what you trying to teach me in this? It isn't that God is putting that pain on you, but God letting you suffer it for a reason. And you got to go to him and find out what is his reason. Now, in Renee's case, oh, you started, oh, you started today. Okay, I knew it was close. Okay, praise God, and you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a blessed, wonderful day, and you're gonna realize how much they need you, and needed you, and never should have let you go when you re- retired. It was, it was uh, all in God's plan and purpose. Brothers and sisters, there's some people on here with some wonderful testimonies. Wonderful testimonies. See, you're not supposed to be on this headline without being transformed. You are blessed, Nancy. 
You're not supposed to be on this headline without being blessed. Thank you for the word, Nancy. And it's supposed to be tangible. If you if you paid any attention, I've been teaching faith. God has me in, in faith. He want to jumpstart your faith. And then some of you want to take your faith where it's got to be for the work you got to do. But God doesn't have anything, anything bad in store for you. He doesn't have anything bad for you because he can't. Because how can a good God who's all good, who's pure good, have anything bad for any one of his children? You don't even inherit badness from God. You inherit goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. So let's get back. Is the pain gone out your shoulder yet? Let me know. I'm going to get it out in the name of Jesus. All the way out. All the way out. Uh, more than one person had pain. Okay, that that lets me know that that was a witchcraft hit. See, that was intentional by the by the enemy. So let's bind and rebuke all airway spirits wherever you are. And I want you to bind and rebuke all witchcraft intent from any source, living or dead, in the name of Jesus. That's why I came up with the little prayer on, uh, which, on hindering spirits. Because that's what God said it was, uh, Renee. It was a hindering spirit, a spirit unloosed to hinder you. So I renounce all hindering spirits this morning and and you know, you know the airways is full. And you know when I'm start when I start preaching faith, the enemy's gonna try to do anything he can to try to negate your faith or make your faith weak. That's why the scriptures say, "Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." And that's why I got this message over here. I don't even know what to name it. I don't even know what to name it because it hit so many areas. Bam, bam, bam. But look, all God's promises to you are good. Yes. And amen. I'm going to teach this lesson in about four minutes and 55 seconds. It's rumored around here that I don't have any love. That's what got back to me uh, yesterday, that I am um, mean and that I don't, I don't have any love. Let me tell the devil something. Devil, you're right. You're right. 
you're absolutely right. I hate your works. I hate you. I hate your evil, wicked intentions. But the people of God, yep, you never lied that time. And I'm going to continue to hate you, hate your works, hate your sin, until all God's people come to repentance, or I go to be with the Lord first. Just is your name. Your words are true. Your mercy does not change. All your promises are precious. Reviving our faith. Every one of them will be fulfilled one day. Ooh, all your promises are yes and amen.
witchcraft works, but it works like this. When you don't agree with Jezebel, when you don't agree with Jezebelic intentions, when you don't agree with somebody trying to dominate, manipulate, and control you, then they feel like they have to kill you. They feel like they have to kill you uh, physically if they can, but they show sure enough will put their mouth on you and try to kill you. Brothers and sisters, no believer is supposed to be bullied by another person. No believer is supposed to be dominated, manipulated, and controlled by another human being. It don't work like that. So if you're one of these kind of stand-up people like I am, and I just purpose in my heart and know you're not going to dominate me, you're not going to manipulate me, you're not going to control me, and it has nothing to, anything to do about me being Jezebelic or a witch. It has everything to do about I will not come under subjection to any man or woman, brothers and sisters. I can follow. I can follow you if you follow in Christ. But you know what? Nobody is, people think that I am, I don't know what they think really, but they're going to come and learn from me and then put me under subjection under them, and they don't even know what they're going, where they're going. They don't even know what they're doing. They they jumped up, learned about deliverance some 18 weeks ago, sit under you for five minutes, and then they want to be your ruler. It ain't going to happen. I walk way too deep for, for that stuff. Way too deep. What do I mean? I mean, I love God. He's done so much for me. I can't even begin to tell it all. But you're not going to jump up here, 18 week deliverance minister, and come over here and think you're going to run, rule, dominate, manipulate, or control. It ain't going to happen. Just because you're a bully. Nah, I know. I don't like bullies anyway. And I don't like witches. But let me tell you something. I love God and I love the people of God. And the very people who do these things, I don't see them dedicating their life to God. I don't see them giving up nothing. When God and Jesus ask you to give up everything, Jesus said, you must be, whosoever cometh after me must deny himself, take up Jesus' cross and follow him. So how are you going to run somebody else's life and you're not even following Christ? How are you going to dominate, manipulate, and control somebody when you can't even stand up toe-to-toe with them and love God? Crazy! John chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. 
Jesus could be saying this. What you believe is really who you are at your very heart level. Because they're both the same thing. Did you know that the very life state of your spirit, your soul, your heart, your mind, your will, your emotions, and your intellect either attracts or repels blessings. And it is a direct result of what you really believe is possible. The very life state of your soul is the direct result of what you really believe is possible. You see, for many Christian believers, and I've been around a lot of them, especially up in here, just full of them. For many Christian believers, what they have, how much they have, and how good what they have is not any different from an unbeliever. That's to say this, what you really believe is made known by your actual life results. Question. Look at the people that are frustrated, in debt, up to their eyebrows, living in an unfulfilled state because they have no purpose. Look at them just for a minute. And the reason they're in that state is revealed to us in James. Chapter 1, verse 5 through 8, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man or woman think that he or she shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You see them people I'm describing to you. They don't believe that they should labor. They believe that they really believe this. If anybody has any gift anywhere, they're supposed to have it. And they also believe that if they see you with it, that they are entitled to take it from you. That's not the way it works. It ain't, I see it, I believe it, I'm going to take what you got. Uh Uh-uh. Because it says that the Lord, if you if you if you gotta receive from the Lord, that means it's gotta come from the Lord. That doesn't mean that you can look at somebody with something and take us, oh I want that, I got that. It could be that if a Christian believer doesn't have what the Bible promises, could it be because he or she or they 
have a belief system that is totally in agreement with a fallen, lost world. When a Christian believer steps out on a failed belief system, the only thing that he or she is going to receive is failed results. And the Bible in Romans chapter 12 warns us not to be shaped by worldly lies, but to change our beliefs and agree with God's word. Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you individually, by yourself, may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of him or herself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Remember, I talked about that yesterday. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another having been gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy, according to the portion of faith or ministry, let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. In honor. I don't even think most people know how to honor nobody or nothing. It's a loss. It's a loss whatever. In honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Don't nobody want to serve nobody these days. They want to be served. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, Given to hospitality. Bless them which bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not hot things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men, if it be possible, 
as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. This is a beautiful part right here. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. You see, when a Christian believer takes action based on a failed, worldly, carnal belief system, all that he or she will ever get is the same failed results. And such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So you're probably thinking, what? Simple. Because their loyalty is divided between God and the fleshly, carnal, or natural world. And this is, this is what makes them unstable. You see, you're not supposed to go to church or wherever you worship, however you worship, let's, let's, you know, and use natural, carnal, fleshly thinking and talking. You're not supposed to do that. Go to church one day and all week you don't even think about it, but you slip into carnal, fleshly thinking and talking. You you shouldn't even think that you're going to get kingdom blessings and keep winning. What you're going to reap is frustration and disappointment. This state, the only thing I could think of, of Christian confusion results from the constant battle. The battle between the world, the battle between the world's fleshly, carnal reasoning resulting in logic brothers and sisters, in logic and no faith in God. How does this work? Example. Let's just say you're a man. You're the breadwinner from your family. You have a decent job, but the paycheck each week is not enough to cover all the bills. So you start thinking about or even if you're a mom and you're the breadwinner, however it might go. So you start thinking about how you can move up or how you could find a better job or something at another workplace. You begin to reason that because you don't have a degree or because you don't have a higher degree, Getting promoted where you work is going to be hard. So you start figuring that you shouldn't look for jobs at other companies which require a college degree. So you don't. So let's say you and your wife or you and your husband start praying. God, please give me a job 
that doesn't require a college degree. When you go to worship, you believe you receive. But when you're at home and praying for that job, you're using natural reasoning. And here's the news flash. You defeated yourself before you even got started. You defeated yourself. How? Because you accepted what the world said. Everybody knows you have to have a degree because the woman has said so. You can't get a promotion because you're not qualified. So society thinks companies require my boss won't. All this is fleshly, carnal, negative. Let me ask you these questions. Do you really think God cares what the one hand thinks? Do you really think God cares what your boss thinks? Excuse me? Isn't it God who decides if you're qualified or not? So the man and his wife are really not praying in faith. So the man and his wife are not really praying by faith. They're not praying by faith at all. What they're really doing is they're limiting God before they even get started. You see, they haven't even, and they didn't even consider that God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, is well able to do above and beyond anything you can think of. So why not let Jesus do that? What they should have done was pray in faith. Maybe like this. Jesus, I don't have some of the advantages that other people have. But I know one thing. I love you. I believe your word. And I worship you continually. I sow seeds. And I support your work financially. Lord Jesus, I'm working hard to obey you and support my family the way you say to do. So I come to you now, and I make a bold demand on faith. I ask you to bless and do more than I can ask or think, more than I can even imagine. Now, I rest in you, and I expect that you will do it because your word says so. Brothers and sisters, at this point, you're setting yourself up to receive from God. I want you to take a look at your core beliefs now. I want you to become aware of your every thought. Are you using natural logic, fleshly, carnal, or worldly reasoning? Are you accepting what the world says? You know what the world says? I never accepted it. Stay in your place. I don't have a place. The world is my place. Whatever God says is my place. You got to put an end to that kind of thinking right now. It's already developed into something that is too big. Stop it! 
before it takes any more ground. If you don't dig up the root of that, you will not end up eating the fruit. You see, devils, demons, evil spirits know that they only have to plant a mental seed in your natural mind, such as you're not. People will think you haven't got what it takes. All thoughts like those are not good, and they're not healthy for anyone called to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're all lies, and believers must guard their thinking and stop accepting lies that cause you to think in a way that places limitations on God, and then you think like this is the truth. Because if you do, if you and when you accept or when you have accepted any of these type of lives in the past, your faith is in danger. The Bible says, for to be carnally minded is death. Death of your faith. Death of your potential. Death of your destiny. Instead, you must believe what God says. And you must believe it more right now than ever before. You must believe what the word of God says. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is more than enough. I say, Jesus is more than enough to meet every need you have and then to meet your desires. What this carnal, fleshly, natural world calls belief many times is really just the mental acceptance of something by the brain. But belief in God and belief by God and belief through God is the acceptance of what God says. But look, you can't just accept it by your mind. You got to accept it by your whole self. You got to accept it by your spirit. You got to accept it by your soul. You got to accept it throughout your body. God has given you and I a free will. We can choose. We can decide. And it must be a decision on your part, a decision to believe what God says in his word. I repeat, God has given you and I a free will, a free will to choose what we decide to believe. Brothers and sisters, there's a saying, ignorance is bliss. Or in other words, not knowing is better than knowing and worrying. Brothers and sisters, if you're ignorant of God's word, it will be anything but bliss. Without knowledge of God's word, you for sure are going to end up with plenty of poverty, plenty of pain, plenty of heartache, plenty of misery and failure. Why? Because devils, demons, spirits of bondage, evil spirits, 
and evil human spirits are on a mission. That mission is to bring everything that is bad, evil, unclean, unsuccessful around in your life by talking to your mind all day long, by talking to your mind any opportunity that they get. You just may not comprehend how it's being done just yet. But devils and demons cannot read your mind, but they can observe what you do. And observing what you do, observing what you say, observing how you act, tells them a whole lot about what you may be thinking and feeling. So much so that immediately they can sharpen their attacks against you. You see, when someone, anyone, hear me this morning, when anyone is not saved, they're wide open to demons because their spirit is dead. They can't say anything with their mouth that brings life or a blessing. When someone is not saved, I don't care how nice they might appear to be, when they're not saved, demons can easily suggest words or actions to their mind because they have very little resistance to spiritual or evil that is imposed upon humans by demonic and unclean spirits. The truth of the matter is, most times they don't even realize that a large part of what they're saying, thinking, or doing is being suggested to them by devils, demons, and evil spirits. And if you tell them that you think that they're being influenced by the devil and or demons, they will usually react very angrily. <laughs> and you will begin to see an experience at that very moment the demonic spirit revealing itself and acting up or through the use of that person's bodily actions and words targeted towards you and to you. That's why they want. Well, you, that's why they wonder because I just you, you you don't even have to receive that stuff. You don't even have to let that stuff in your through your eye gate, your ear gate, your senses. The Apostle Paul wrote. In Corinthians, that just as Eve was seduced, so can anyone be defiled in their thought life. But you and I, as a believer, we must become even more aware of what we see. We must also become beware of what we hear and see. How many times, especially with this social distancing stuff, you got to stand in line and you got to stand so far that to talk to somebody, you have to yell. But it used to be people would be standing right next to you talking. How many times were they talking about healing? How many times did they talk about prosperity? How many times did they talk about peace and goodness over their family? 
over their life? How many times on your job? So if you're spending time during any day, (coughs) excuse me, talking to people like that, question, are you being built up with positive words? Talking to people like that, is your life going to get better? No. There's just a continuation of problems and maybe making them worse. But then you think, I'm just being sociable. Well, people don't like to believe it, but being sociable with the wrong people can continue making you poor, making you sick and miserable. Coming out of this coronavirus thing, try learning to be sociable with people that are speaking the goodness of God over life, with people that are appreciating the goodness of God, happy people, try being sociable with people that understand and can appreciate the goodness of God over your health. Brothers and sisters, there's got to be a dramatic change. There's got to be a life change. And listen to me. Faith and fear are determined by your hearing and your thinking. Learn to recognize those whose faith will bless your life. Those individuals in your life already that are not helping to advance your life in Christ Jesus are actually not essential. You don't have enough lifetime to let time things steal your life one minute at a time. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to discover who is on this planet to help you obey God and who is on this planet whose main purpose is to seduce you to fall away from God. You're going to have to be weary nowadays of friends and family that are being used by the devil and demons to divert you from your potential, from your destiny in Christ Jesus. Friends and family can and do entertain us emotionally, but they also can distract us spiritually. You must begin to discern if the words being spoken at you from anybody are being spoken at you to add to your life, to add to your faith, or if they're on assignment to take away from your faith in God. You know, Jesus is our example. 
Jesus had to make choices not to allow his family or even his disciples or anyone else for that matter to distract him from his ministry to us from our Father God. Upon being interrupted by his disciples while teaching, Jesus drew a line for us to consider. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 50, for whoever does the will of the Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. It's a hard discipline. But knowing no one after the flesh is mandatory for living in, through, and by God's own Holy Spirit. Cultures, in many occurrences, are being used by the enemy as an open doorway to demonic deception. Why? Because the devil's demons and evil spirits know of our natural longing for family approval and acceptance. Satan knows that we easily lay our shields of faith down in the presence of those we love and have accepted. Do you want to be successful in Christ? Then you're going to have to start right now living in the Spirit. You're going to have to start right now resisting all natural, fleshly, carnal, devilish feelings and demonic cultural standards. Brothers and sisters, so that those devils and demons Evil human spirits can no longer be easily used to take you out of the spirit before you realize it. 2 Corinthians 5.16 Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. From now on, you're going to have to change and stop listening to and stop following anyone who is living for the flesh because you became a new spiritual being. God no longer knows you according to your natural fleshly or carnal nature because having buried that person in Christ Jesus, if you try to continue to live in the world, you're going to experience identity confusion and double-mindedness. You see, only our spirits and souls can experience the kingdom of God. Our natural or carnal flesh and blood cannot. Mindsets of principalities of the world under which the physical brain is governed by simply cannot enter the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says that Satan has blinded the mind of the natural man by the spirit of the world, reason, and logic. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, 
25 and 26. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. We are warned that the devil can show himself even as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Believers, stop. Do not use reason and feelings to make decisions. Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. 1 Corinthians 2, 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Mankind suffered irreparable brain damage in the fall from grace. Our natural, fleshly, or carnal brains believe that God's wisdom is foolishness. But hallelujah, thanks be to God. God has given us opportunity. For a brain transplant, the mind of Christ is given to every believer upon the new birth. This mind <clears throat> does not have to be prayed or sought after. It simply has to be used. You see, <clears throat> we have been trained by our brains to rely on our minds for security since childhood. We've used our thought life to strategize our next move. Our natural brains trained us to believe our thoughts were our very own personhood. In seeking to save ourselves from shame and hurt, our imagination can become very creative. The Bible says, Now the serpent was subtler <coughs> than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God does know in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and he said, 
where art thou? And he said, I heard that voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me. The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed. Thou art cursed. Above all cattle and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. And in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skins and clothes them. Brothers and sisters, familiar spirits easily convince us to role play, which is so fig leaves to hide ourselves. No mental strategy. Hear me, post this in the chat room. No mental strategy can ever solve a spiritual problem. But God provides. We have the mind of Christ. It's up to you. You got to make a decision to use it for a change. Change your wardrobe. Exchange the fig leaves for a robe of righteousness. For you died, and your life is now hidden in Christ, in God. Satan's devils, demons, and evil spirits want to keep you believing that you are your thoughts. But I'm going to bring you the truth this morning. You are not the thought of a physical brain because you are a spirit, soul, and a body. You are a new creation that never existed before. God buried the natural you in Christ Jesus. Live in the spirit with life. Live in the spirit with peace. Doubt your doubts. Forsake your fears and Become alive to Christ. 
You see, devils with demonic assignments use every device in an attempt to shape your mentality. No longer give easy opportunities to the devil to plant doubt and unbelief in your mind. See how much kingdom potential has become lost just by the distraction of what? Facebook friends. If you want the mind of Christ, get your face out of Facebook and put your face back into his book. In the word of God, brothers and sisters, Jesus calls his disciples to come apart to a deserted place. And when the crowds see them leaving, they run with abandonment and get there before Jesus does. Who are those people in your life following Christ with utter abandonment? Hang out with them. (coughs) Have fellowship with people who crave and desire a dynamic faith in Christ. We have the power in agreement with just one other believer. Come into agreement with someone else who passionately believes God and expects God to move. Right now, today, discern the spiritual roots of those speaking into your life. Who has your ear most often? Do their words fill you with the power of God? Jesus asked a clear question. (coughs) Why? Do you call me Lord when you don't do what I tell you? Right now, ask God to take away and block unfruitful relationships. Brothers and sisters, there are many people who come into our lives like a gallon of milk with an expiration date. Some of the people you were talking to just this week are way past (coughs) the expiration date. And they're just holding you back from where God wants to take you. Get rid of that carton before it stinks up the whole fridge. In other words, how can you hear? Well done, good and faithful servant, if you haven't done anything. Don't let the time thief, don't let the time thief 
steal your potential in the Lord Jesus Christ one thought at a time. Get rid of those people that you have negative agreements with. Brothers and sisters, negative agreements cause you to also come into agreement with what is hidden in another person's heart. I said, Agreement. But did you know that negative agreements cause you to come into agreement with what is hidden in another person's heart? You have to get your beliefs straight if you want to reign in dominion on earth. As a believer, You must receive the mind of Christ without natural limitations. Brothers and sisters, fleshly carnal minds only rationalize and conceive with limitations. Jesus said, if you were of this world, the world would love you. Because it owns you. But you're not of this world. Because I chose you out of this world. And that's why the world hates you. The unbelievers do whatever seems right in their own opinion, by their own standard. But Jesus said, He's going to work with you. And confirm the word with signs following. Brothers and sisters. Come out. And be not conformed to this world. Intentionally renew your beliefs. As a believer. You are only limited. By your freedom. To doubt God's truth. Your natural carnal fleshly mind. Is opposed to spiritual truth. And will have a retaliation. You must become aware. Of the side effects. Of unbelief. The side effects. Of unbelief. Is every kind of bondage that exists. You and I must stay in Christ Jesus and refuse to come out of him. Jesus says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Brothers and sisters, as a believer, you are no more (coughs) defined by this world. You are not restricted. This world cannot limit your faith. Jesus has given you permission 
to expect the impossible. The unimaginable and the improbable. <coughs> you must absolutely refuse to be conformed and limited by a godless system. You have to decide for yourself. Make the right decision. Amen. Make the right decision. It's up to you. It's up to you. God loves you. But he gave you freedom. And he won't take it back.
I don't know if you could hear me in the background, but God just took me through a powerful deliverance. <clears throat> That's why I had to cut that music on. And I want to thank him for that. You see, that's the best kind of deliverance. When God just steps in and delivers you from something, there was something, obviously, that was trying to overtake me from the world. So right at that moment, God just brought it all up. I I love deliverance. I love deliverance. I live it. But you can't put your own personal ministry as ministry. The only ministry is the word of God. So God used the compassion I have for people and delivered me this morning right on the air. If you probably listen to this again, you can hear me in the background. Choking. Because God was bringing that stuff up. You see, we're going to be hit by the world. We don't have to keep it. We don't have to take it. But we can be so real with God that he'll deliver us. He won't let it rest on us. Amen. I I love Jesus. I love him. And I know he loves me. And it is the love I have for him that I share with you. And because I love him, I love you. And I do not want to see the enemy get any ground or have any ground in any believer's life. He's not supposed to. He's not supposed to. I did a lot of ministry this weekend. I did a lot of ministry this weekend. I could not believe I was hearing this logic and reasoning coming from kids. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. But I heard it and I saw it. And I dealt with it. I dealt with it straight up. I dealt with alcoholism this weekend. And I heard, I mean, a show enough enough alcoholism. And I heard this alcoholic say, I had him read the spirits I subject unto you. He said, I see my problem said, my, my problem is the alcohol. I said, yep. And we stayed on it. And I'm going to stay on it. I'm going to stay on it. And I'm going to stay on faith. Have faith in God, but you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. You cannot live one foot in heaven one foot in hell. <laughs> hell on earth. And yeah, we're going to get hit. So what? 
Take the hit. Pick yourself up. God's going to fill you with more of himself. I thank him this morning. I thank him this morning. I truly thank him this morning. God is good. And God is good all the time. And his goodness is with you all the time. It never lives. You just have to make the choice. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil because I know that my God protects me wherever I go.
brothers and sisters, <clears throat> there's another deliverance. When God delivers you out of, then he steps in and he delivers you from, from everything so that you can go on another level with him. So he delivers you out of in order to deliver you into. And that's what happened on this line this morning, if you can receive. <laughs> Captivated, say it, I'm on a whole new tree. My space invaded, upgraded, I hear you talking to me. It's in the boom of the thunder, it's in the cool of the rain. And I say, I don't ever wanna get away. Tonight is beautiful, it's got my mind on you. And everywhere I turn is a reminder. My 
coming to you from uh, under uh, open heaven in Dalton, Georgia. Jesus Believers Church, home of the Ted Line. I'll see you later. <laughs>